0: Hi, podcasters. Welcome to another segment in Listen Up Gospel Broadcast. I am your host, Romanus Melina. I want to officially welcome us to the new month. And um, I pray that every of our, our desires that we have been expecting from the beginning of this year, the Lord is going to finalize everything for each and every one of us. And we'll leave this year smiling and we'll enter into that year with greater Um, expectation and the Lord is going to fulfill each and every one of it for us in the mighty name of Jesus well today I have an interesting topic before me that I want us to feed ourselves with I want us to get enlightened by the word of God today Um, I chose this topic because um, there, have as a young Christian there have been a lot of denominational teachings beliefs that have been passed down to us either from our parents or from the churches we attended and some of those things are not critically weighed or researched upon like going through the Word of God to find out if they're really true but we just you know accept it like that by default and we have been living that kind carrying it for years passing it through and through to generations but they are not true and the problem is because many Christians Do not study your Bible. And when they study, they don't understand. They do not ask for clearer, for clearer understanding or for clarity from the Holy Spirit. Um, So today, we want to critically explain this. So that we will go home with a clearer understanding. We will go home with a clarity that we will be able to defend ourselves, defend our faith as we grow. Alright, the topic before me today is what is the blood meant for? what is the blood meant for okay the blood we're talking about today is the blood of jesus the essence of the blood of jesus and its importance in the life of christian believers now before we proceed let's talk about the issue that brought about the blood of jesus and that is sin so what is sin um before i give a definition about what is sin i would like to give um like. I would like to give an illustration to enhance our understanding. Now, let me ask you a question. Can you picture someone standing before you covered with feces all over his body? You know how irritating that sight can be, right? In fact, you will not be comfortable beholding such sight because it is actually disgusting and offensive. You would angrily walk such person out of your sight or run away from his or presence this is exactly how sin is to god sin causes irritation to god and causes separation between god and man which is spiritual death sin is anything that emanates from within us and it is manifested as a thought deed action or words This exactly is what Christ proclaimed in Matthew 15, 18 when he was explaining to his disciples that it is not what goes into a man that defiles a man, like in terms of food or drink, but what comes out of the man, which is in terms of thoughts, in terms of actions, in terms of deeds, and all of that. And he even went further to explain like like, um, fornication... Um, adultery anger and the rest of it those are the things that defiles a man and they are sin do we understand so sin is not as easy to forgive as we assume with our human reasoning many people out of ignorance say this why didn't God just forgive Adam and Eve at the garden of Eden when they first sinned after all it was their first mistake A to C and all of that I have also been among such people, not until light shined into the eyes of my understanding. My dear, it is not as you think it to be, it is a principle. For sin to be forgiven, blood has to be shed, and so says Hebrews 9.22. Okay, let me put it this way for clearer understanding. Like the instance I gave a few minutes ago about a man covered with feces. The only remedy for him getting back to his normal state is for him to be washed or cleaned. This is the only reason you'll be able to listen to him comfortably, look at him in the face without getting irritated or offended or disgusted and so on. So it is a principle, if you get dirty, you will not remain that way, but must be washed out of that mess with water and good-scented soap, not to be covered with some piece of clothing, or rag or something something, because covering yourself with clothes doesn't change the fact that you're still dirty. This is exactly the way sin is. Sin is like the mud. while the blood of Jesus is like the water and scented soap that washes it off. Now, the Bible says the blood is the life of any creature. Therefore, for sin to be washed, someone innocent has to die. It is for this reason the Bible states that the wages of sin is death. After Hadam and Eve sinned and realized their fault, they quickly sewed fig leaves to cover up themselves. They never knew that sin is far beyond the human reasoning because the only didn't accept, didn't accept it. Instead, it killed an animal and made a covering for their bodies with the animal's skin. We can find that in Genesis 3.21. God actually made atonement for the sin committed in the Garden of Eden before sending them away. But God never stopped loving man, and since that time, He began the plan of liberating man out of his sinful nature. Many unbelievers, and I mean some limited Christian, some limited knowledge Christian, inclusive, have condemned God for this act of shedding blood for the cleansing of sins. But the question is this, is God happy taking the life that is the blood of the innocent to atone for sin? The answer is no. The truth remains that it is the blood of the innocent that will be shed, because the blood of a sinner cannot wash away sin. It is like rubbing more stains on an already stained surface. God knew sin requires blood to be washed. This is why he wants us to stay away from it. And this is why he warned Adam never to eat from the fruits. Of knowledge. This was why he wrote out the Ten Commandments in the old times as a guide. Yet it was made weak because of our own flesh. However, when he came down by himself in the form of flesh in order to condemn sin and the flesh, according to Romans 8:3, then he repackaged the law into one word, and that is love. Because when we purely and sincerely love God and our neighbors, then it will be hard for us to sin. God didn't bring sin. Lucifer, the devil, brought it. It started with the thought of him wanting to be like God. It didn't stop there, but took action. The action is that he, Lucifer, was able to convince one third of the angels in heaven who rebelled with him against God, and they were cast down from heaven to the earth, according to Revelation 12.4. And then after, God recreated the earth, and Satan brought it in through Adam again. Now what does the blood of Jesus did? In the old times, blood were animals were killed yearly with their blood used as atonement for sins. Their blood couldn't wash away our sins, but only covers it for a while. Little wonder Hebrew Hebrews 10 first states that, for it is impossible for the blood of animals to take away sin. But God got tired of it and have to pave a way for it to be done once and for all. Hence, he didn't spare, but gave his only because and son, whose blood is untainted. The blood that didn't carry any human genotype, except the divine royal blood of heaven, because we all know the story behind the death of Jesus. Therefore, the blood of Jesus is not meant to cover, but wash away our sins. In those days, the priests gave the life of animals to cover sins. But Jesus, our high priest, gave his only holy, untainted, and divine blood to wash away our sins. This is why Christians should stop saying things like, "we cover this place, this food, this environment with the blood of Jesus. If we pray that way, then we are not praying the will of the Father, but out of ignorance. If the blood of Jesus was meant to still cover like the blood of animals did, then what difference does it make? Why would God go through the process of giving up his son to to achieve the same results? Now, I know many times they say those things out of protection, they mean protection and all of that, but they are still not praying the will of the Father. So here is what the blood of Jesus did for us as believers. Number one, the first one that we all know, it washed away our sins once and for all. His blood is available for every Christian, even for that sinner outside the streets. All we need to do is to accept and believe those truths and live with this knowledge. His blood heals all infirmities and sickness because by his stripes we are healed. The stripes are the injuries Jesus sustained when he was flogged by the soldiers at Pilate's command. Blood gushed out of his body through those marks and it was proclaimed that by his stripes we were healed. His blood through this wound brings healing to whole nations. Then his blood speaks mercy, then the blood of Heber that speaks revenge. After Cain killed Abel, God told Cain that it is the blood of his 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 brother christ to him seeking for revenge but the blood of jesus speaks mercy for us then the blood protects us now we have been washed already washed by the blood of jesus we know exactly what happened in exodus when god instructed moses that the israelites kills an animal and then you know paints it on the doorpost so that when the spirit of death is passing, it will pass over and all of that. The same thing applies to us now. When we have been washed, we are protected. So anything, death, sickness, accidents, and any evil passes over us. Not that we are saying we are covering ourselves. The protection, we are already protected. It's not as if God has left us. So um, that statement of I cover myself with the blood of Jesus is as if you are saying you have not been protected already. No, you have been washed, and Satan already knows that you are washed, you are saved, you are set aside. Different, you are a royal priesthood, peculiar, different from others. So no evil can come near you because you've been washed by the powerful blood of Jesus already. So that is it. Then by the blood of Jesus, we overcome the devil according to Revelation 12 verse 1. It was stated in that verse, that they overcome him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. The evil ones, the Satan and his agents, they fear the blood because they know the power is carries. That is why when you are saying you cover yourself with the blood of Jesus, it's like you, don't, you have been washed. Originally, you are protected. The power of God has already, you have been washed. So they cannot even come near you because they, they fear the blood. They have been overcome by the blood of the lamb. So no need, nobody has the right to be covering his or with the blood of Jesus. You don't have that right at all. The Bible says that we have been washed and we worship God himself. Then by the blood of Jesus, we overcome the devil. Like I've said, we receive the divine life of Christ because the life of any creature resides in the blood. So we being cleansed means we receive the life of Christ. Then it gave us the access to come boldly before the throne of the almighty God our Father. Like for instance, you know, God said something in Isaiah when he said, My hand is not short, my eyes are not blind, my ears are not deaf, but your sin has separated me from you. So, like I said, that it is an irritation. If someone that is covered with dirty or feces or mud comes before you, no matter the, the, the good thing or the sensible statement he's making, you will not be able to listen to him at that moment because you are already irritated, because you are offended by the sight. So you just need him to just get out, get himself well, wash himself, and before he comes to talk to you. But now, when the blood of Jesus has washed us away from our sins, from that mess, now we can come boldly before the throne of God, our Father. Before then, in the old times, during the time of the Israelites and the forefathers and all of that, they had intermediary, and intermediary, who is the high priest? that stands as an intermediary between the people and God. When God speaks, he takes it to the people and says, this is what God says we should do. When people complain, it takes it again to God and say, ah, the people are complaining, the people are this, this, and God will say, okay, do this. So there was no closeness like that. No, they, they just have an intermediary. But now, having been washed by the blood of Jesus, the Bible says the Spirit of God lives inside of us. Greater is He that is in us than He that is in the world. So now He speaks to us directly. The Bible says His Spirit bears witness with our spirits. We don't need any intermediary again. He teaches us all things now. He is now our comforter. He is now our teacher. He is now our our everything that our friend. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, has, has come to indwell us. And guess what? It's not indwelling us for sometimes, but forever. And as a result of the blood, just like I've just said, we see the Spirit of God as sons of God, not as slaves anymore. Not as slaves anymore. And He has made us to be joined here with His Son, Jesus, which means everything Jesus has. We also have, can't you see the Bible says, says that even in Romans eight fifteen to seventeen and it further states that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places far above principalities and powers. Seated in a place of honor. Whatever Christ have you have, we have it already. So the blood sanctifies us and makes us pure. This is why Second Corinthians seven twenty one says we are now the righteousness of God. The blood redeems us back to God. There is no more separation between us and god anymore His blood purchased man from all tribes language race it is not just the jews alone now all can be identified with god once they are redeemed before the fall of man which is adam adam had a relationship with god god comes down to fellowship with him often before sin entered into the world but now christ has redeemed us and brought salvation back into the world now we can now have the fellowship with him. Our everlasting life starts now because we know God. According to John, seventeen three, we now know God and His Son personally. So I believe with all what we've listened to right now, we understand what the blood of Jesus is and what it did for us. God bless us as we go with this knowledge. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this wonderful piece. I am sure that you've learned a lot today. And you will go to, with this knowledge, with this consciousness. And as you walk with every message you listen to this place in, in this platform, with, in Listen Up Gospel Broadcast, God is going to enlighten your understanding more. So, please, I want you, even as you listen to this piece, I want to charge you to go back to your Bible Read your Bible for clever understanding. Remember, we are in the end times. There are lots of false prophecy, false prophets, false doctrines, false messages. In fact, the antichrist is already is already here. The Bible even states it that it is already here because it will be. Dece- they are deceiving people now with with doctrines that do not bear any meaning at all deceiving people who do not have um, the word of God in them who does not have any knowledge about the word of God in them. This is why this platform was established to rebuff that. So as you come here to listen everything that you listen is to still go to the Bible and ask the Holy Spirit for guidance, for his teachings, for his for his help to reveal more knowledge to you and you will be surprised of what you will find. Okay, so thank you for staying this long with me for this section um this is the 10th series, the, the, the 11th series i am so glad to have you here and i want to tell you that i love you all so stay good for my next podcast and god is going to surprise you in this in this ending of the year and the year 2021 to come god bless you